lift your hands and give him praise. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. No sin, no shame, no eyes, no death, not your past can separate us from the love of God. Give him praise and worship him. Calvary, Christ finished all. On Calvary, he gave us all. Lift up your hands and give God praise for Calvary. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say something good to this, your God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lovely Jesus. Lovely Jesus. Lovely Jesus. Lovely Jesus. Oh, my lovely Jesus. You're a
love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love the Lord and He loves me. Thank you for loving 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 me, Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Ah, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I embrace your presence. I embrace your spirit. I embrace your holiness. Church. I'm sure someone is saying, I have come with the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we saw on the banner, we'll be talking about the Good Shepherd. But I really didn't, I didn't like the, the sheep that was John. That can't be you. And obviously, that's not me. Because God has fearfully and wonderfully made me. Hallelujah. The good shepherd. The good shepherd. All I'll be saying this morning are not things that are new, but just to remind ourselves, especially in this day and time that we are as a nation, and with all that we are going through, you have the good shepherd. Abraham was a shepherd, but he wasn't good. Isaac was a shepherd, he wasn't good. Jacob was. David, the second king in Israel, was a good, well, he was a shepherd, but it was not a good, good one. But Jesus Christ told us in John chapter 10, he says, I am the good shepherd. 
the good shepherd we'll be talking about this morning. Before I go into the message, there's a popular psalm in the Bible. Maybe someone read it this morning before coming to church because some believers believe that the most powerful book in the Bible is the book of Psalms. When I read Psalms like this, all my enemies, every part of the Bible is important and is powerful. Important and powerful. So I'm sure most of us will know this Psalm offhand. If you don't know, you can get your Bible or whatever. You can read on the screen. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is very common. Shall we go? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Many of us, we've known this psalm from the day that um, we could talk. Um, parents made us memorize it. When you are going for exam, the Lord is my shepherd. When you are going for anything, the Lord is my shepherd. But there is, there is, there is how do I want to put it? There is a behind the scene before the psalm. This psalm was written by who? By David. David was a shepherd, I'm sure we know. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He personalized it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And from verses 2 to 6, he made us realize the qualities of that shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in need. Whatever you are going through, child of God, remember that the Lord is your shepherd, not only a shepherd, but a good shepherd. Hallelujah. Can we please open our Bibles to John chapter 10? We read, we, we read out Psalm 23, written by David in the Old Testament. We want to see John chapter 10, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Please keep that point. The sheep, they hear his voice. And he calls him, calls his own sheep by name. God knows you by name. And leads them out. And God will always lead you. No wonder he cried when Zacchaeus climbed the tree. He said, Zacchaeus, come down. 
Nobody told him the name of Zacchaeus, but because he knew him, it, God knows us personally. He knows you. You are saying, who am I? Or some will say, who am I? He knows you. Like the song we used to sing in the early days of Vine Branch. Uh, um, I've forgotten. Yes. I'll remember, do worry. Talking about Christ knowing us personally. Yes. My curriculum vites. God knows you. As you are sitting, I said, Talumbo Kolomi lawyer. What is the color? What is you? God knows you. Tell your neighbor God knows you. Not that he knows you. He cares for you. He knows what you are going through. So child of God, don't give up. He's working it out. He says there's a preparation of verses. He prays the tale before me. God, don't even jump the gun. So that I will sell the point before time over. <laughs> you know, everything is a strategy. Strategy. I'm not like Pastor Toby. I'm not like Pastor Idako. I can never be there. God knows me. He knows me like this. Hallelujah. So he said, the sheep hear his voice. So you are to hear the voice of the shepherd. Don't be too distracted because the shepherd is always speaking. In that your condition, hear the voice of your shepherd. Instructions are always coming. When God speaks once, one, if gives one instruction, don't say it must follow like that. Sometimes instructions, they change. Because our God is a dynamic God. Hallelujah. So, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. Describing the work of a shepherd. He goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. Strangers are talking now. False prophets saying, my pastor, my prophet, my prophet said, my prophet said. I was telling that the singles last week, singles meeting. If you are here, you are a single sister, you don't, you don't attend singles meeting, you are, you are missing. You are still single. You are not attending single. When you are married, will you attend? I want, want to start attending married women's married, married meeting. Because when you are single, enjoy it. There are so many false prophets, so many strange voices in town. Now, my prophet said, my prophet said, I know a girl, NCE older, dating a, dating a bricklayer. And I asked her, Why? She said, my mother prayed, and the prophet said, that is my husband. I said, that your prophet is lying. I said, number one, that your prophet is not educated. If your prophet is educated, he will not tell you that God, is, God says you should marry a bricklayer. But if a bricklayer goes back to school, maybe the prophecy will come to pass. But I said, as long as bricklayer renames a bricklayer, that prophecy can never come to pass. And I said, for your own sake, go and do something about it. Common sense. My prophet said, what's your prophet saying that the Bible is not saying? Stay with the Bible, child of God. The greatest, the, greatest, the greatest weapon of a child of God is the word of God. Give your prophet a message too. 
Give your prophet a message. Yes, because there's a message in your mouth. The word of God is in your mouth. You have the Bible. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but did not understand what he was saying to them. So listen, everybody. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of a sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers. Talking about false prophets in the Old Testament. Are thieves and robbers. So you can equate false, false prophets of today to thieves and robbers. Taking people's money. They'll tell you, bring one goat. In your house, you're not eating meat because it's expensive. One superman said, go and bring goats. Ah, ah. That one doesn't make sense. You are struggling to eat meat in your house. And one pastor said, buy me a goat. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, it will be saved. You have entered into the sheepfold of God and the Lord saved you. And we go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. The last one says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays, his, lays down his life for the sheep. Verse 12. He who, is a, he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. God can never leave you nor forsake you. Not in the midst of trouble or challenges. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Christ is not a hired hand. He cares so much for the sheep. I know my own and my own know me. Do you know God? Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. A relationship between Jesus Christ and the Father. The same thing he asked for when he brought Jesus Christ to us to mediate and to bring us back to Christ and to maintain that fellowship. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep and I have other sheep that are not of this fold says I must bring them also. So sometimes when we miss it, no sheep, they are very troublesome. You know, they are very, they are very, they are very, what does I get in English? They are very stubborn. Of course, maybe you're, you, you're a sheep now. Maybe you are the stubborn one. God is saying, God is saying, God will just bring you back. Because he's a good shepherd. He doesn't whack us. He doesn't beat us. His rod and staff, they comfort us. They said, staff is for what? It's for guidance. The rod is for what? For protection. It's not to beat you. It's not to beat you. I love that shepherd. It doesn't beat. And I have other sheep that, that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. Those are still out of Christ. says, I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. That's a prophecy. Said in, we'll see Ezekiel 34, 14 too. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. So let's do that place together. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. I can't hear our voices though. Hallelujah. Christ is our good shepherd. We have read, he cares so much, provides and protects us. 
In the Bible, sometimes you see the Bible depicts the church in different ways. As a family, depicts the church as a fellowship, depicts the church as a flock, and sometimes as a bride. We are the bride of Christ. Jesus Christ is coming for his bride without spot or wrinkle. David caught a revelation of this because that was his experience as a shepherd. David was a shepherd and was, and was a shepherd to the flock that his father committed to his hands. And towards the end part of his years, he wrote this psalm, Psalm 23. Writing about his experience. Flock, the sheep and the shepherd. The shepherd and the sheep. Whatever experience God has given to you, they are for you to learn from and to train others with. This is the most quoted Bible verse in the Bible. People quote it at burial, even though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death. Valley of the shadow of death. They quote it when there are troubles. We quoted in my house when we were growing up. That was, that was the best psalm in our house then. The Lord is my shepherd. And Psalm 19, yes. And Psalm 91. Those are the Bibles that we, that, that we knew then. Hallelujah. God is our father. God is your father. God is our father, but he is my God. He wants us to know him individually. God is our father. Is everybody's father? He is my God. No wonder David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want my shepherd. The psalm, look at Psalms, has 150 Psalms, 150 chapters. But Psalm 23 is the most quoted, is the most recited, memorized, sang from, there are so many songs from Psalm 23. Even unbelievers, they know Psalm 23. The matters of old, they called it the matters hymn. When they were, when they went, when they went to their death, as they were tortured for Christ, even George Bush quoted it to a to a nation that was weary and wandering after the 9/11. This psalm, a child can read it, a child can remember, it, but it's full of power. It's full of the promises of God and experience of someone equating to God. Sometimes this psalm is misunderstood and sometimes misapplied. Most times at funerals, especially because of verse 4, I've said it. David encountered the living God. No wonder he was called the man after God's own heart. With all his escapades. You know, he did so much. David was a fantastic man. But he loved God. And who is a shepherd? A shepherd is a guide. A physician. A protector. And everything 
that you could think or imagine. God is to us. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I will not want for health. I will not want for food. No, I will not want for physical needs. I will not want for spiritual needs. I will not want for protection. I will not want for leading or guidance. God cares so much for, about us. He watches and preserves his flock. I want you to tell yourself, the Lord is my shepherd. Convincingly, the Lord is my shepherd. He's a good shepherd. There's nothing a sheep can do without a shepherd. A sheep is as useless without a shepherd. A, a sheep is as, is, as, is as nothing without a shepherd. <clears throat> so you are the shepherd, you are the sheep, you are useless without Christ. Some of us will tell ourselves, I'm so good. No one is good except God. It says, no one is good except our Father. Jesus Christ said that. Hallelujah. So I need a shepherd in my life because I cannot do it by myself. You need a shepherd. That was why Jesus Christ volunteered to be the good shepherd for you. So when Christ is your shepherd, why are you afraid? Abraham was a shepherd. Shepherding is a very familiar and common and known profession to the children of Israel. Abraham was a shepherd. Isaac and Jacob, they were shepherds. Moses was also a shepherd in the land of Midian. And the greatest shepherd in the history of Israel, King David, a shepherd boy who became the king of Israel. He was a shepherd in Bethlehem, and he came from the family of shepherds. Are you from the family of shepherds? Hallelujah. David was a, was, was a shepherd, and he did his best. That we saw in 2 Samuel 17, when he wanted to fight Goliath. He was keeping the flock, and the father told him, go and drop some things for his brothers. And he said, the same God that delivered me from the hands of the, of, of the poor, or from wicked animals, will also deliver me from the hands of this uncircumcised minister. Something's wrong with this mic, sir. I don't know what's wrong. It's sounding somewhere. I don't know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The life of a shepherd was not as easy, but was a hard one. No wonder Jesus Christ prayed it on the cross of Calvary. Jesus prayed it all. He says, in this world, there will be tribulations. But he says, rejoice, because he overcame. No matter what you are going through today, somebody has gone through it. Victory is sure. Testimonies will abound. In the name of Jesus. And good news is this. Nigeria is getting better. Yes. Nigeria is getting better. So Andrews, don't go. Andrews, come back. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So a shepherd, as I said, protects, leads, guides, provides. And enables the sheep to multiply. And a sheep is timid, easily panicked, dumb, stupid, gullible, little or no sense, no self-defense, very jealous of themselves, and they compete with one another. 
First Peter chapter 5, verse 2 says, Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God will have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Psalm 77, verse 20 says, You led your people like a flock by the hands of Moses and Aaron. Psalms 100, verse 3 says, Know the Lord, he is God. It is who who made us, and we are his, we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I want us to read Psalm 79, 13 together from your Bible. Don't wait for the screen to bring it up. Psalm 79, verse 13. For we, your people, I can't hear voices. We, your people, the sheep of your pasture, we give thanks to you forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your praise. Let's go one more time. We, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will give thanks to you forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your praise. Psalms 80 verse 1 says, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who led Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth. Verse um, 1 Peter chapter 2, 24 to 25. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. Talking about Jesus Christ. That we might die to sin and to live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed past death. For you are strained like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. I will take it again because that's a summary. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. That we might die to sin and live to righteousness. The psalm says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. No, it restores my soul. It leads me in the path of righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. For you are strained like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Jesus Christ is our shepherd and the overseer of our souls. Always remember, Christ is your shepherd, the overseer, the one looking, looking after you of your souls. First Peter verse 5, chapter 5, verse 4 says, And when the sheep, the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfolding crown of glory. Isaiah 40, 11 says, He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his hands. He will carry them in his bosoms and gently lead those that are with young. That's the work of a good shepherd. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his hands. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. Can you imagine what, God, what this, this place is saying? Talking about Jesus Christ that will be coming. 
says he will tend his flock like a shepherd. Jesus Christ is telling us like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with you. Let me read the last one for the sake of time. I have one, but let me just read for the last time. Hebrews 13, 20. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of eternal covenant. I will take it again. Now may the God of peace, our God is a God of peace, is the prince of peace, who brought us again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep. Christ is the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of eternal covenant, which is shed for us on the cross of Calvary. Eternal covenant. Hallelujah. We could see this in 1 Samuel 17, 34, 37. I will not read because of time. It talks about the story of David and Goliath. Let me just read three verses from there. I'm sure we know the story very well. If you are not used to it, when you get to read 1 Samuel 17, it's a long one, but it's very interesting. And David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. As I've told you, David was a shepherd. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. That's the work of a shepherd, the good shepherd unto us. He will always lead us. He will always deliver us from arms, from deadly things, and from whatever situation you are going through in life. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his bed and struck him and killed him. Your servants have struck down both lions and bears. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. What God has done before, he will do it again. He has healed you before, he will heal you again. He provided before, he will provide again. He has led you before, he will lead you again. You are not put to shame before. You will not be put to shame again. Because our God is the same God. It does not change. That was what David was saying here. That the same God that helped me then will help me now. It says, Your servants are struck down both lions and bears. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. For he has defiled the armies of the living God. Whatever is defiling the Christ in your life. We come against them today in the name of Jesus. Especially disease and infirmities. Because your body is a temple of a living God. So we give a quick notice to that disease today in the name of Jesus. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of a lion, from the paw of a bear, will deliver me from the hands of a Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. The shepherd and the sheep. Jesus Christ and Peter in John chapter 21, verse 15 to 18, letting you know the importance of the, of, the, of the shepherd and the importance of the flock. We are the flock. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. Jesus Christ was telling Peter, 
in John 21, verses 15 to 18. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? And he said to him, said yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Christ said to him, feed my lambs. You are the lambs. He said to him a second time to show how important, important it is, the shepherd and the sheep, the shepherd and the flock. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Christ is asking some of us today, I love you, Lord, but not in our character. I love you, Lord. We can sing it, but does he know that you love him? Simon Peter said again, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John. Three times, three days, number figure, figure three is so important to us as Christians. Jesus Christ rose on the third day. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ asked Peter three times. Do you love me? Peter was annoyed. He was grieved. What's wrong with this man? Because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Jesus still repeated it. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Tend my sheep. And feed my sheep. Today, by the grace of God, I want to quickly talk about the peace of a good shepherd. The peace. P, apostrophe S. Like Paul, Peter. The peace of a good shepherd. They are in the psalm that we read. And also, we'll see John chapter 10, said by Jesus Christ. Number one, the first fear of a good shepherd is, is a personal shepherd. Is your personal shepherd. He loves us individually. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. No matter the number that we are, he is individual, you know that. He is my shepherd. Never forget in your life that the Lord, that you have a shepherd. The shepherd of Pastor Bolanle is the same as Pastor Tolu, but individually. There is a relationship, you know, there is that, that relationship that you must have with him. The Lord, the personal shepherd. Only those who know him. A savior, he told us in John chapter 10. Intimacy with the Lord, that's what I'm trying to say. Are you intimate with your God? Does he know you? He says he knows his sheep by name. The same way that he knows you, you must know him. These are the days and time you cannot run away from individual work with Christ. Church has never saved Family name will never save you. Bible says individually we shall stand before God on the judgment day. Do you know God? And does he know you? You can quote Psalm 23, but without knowing him, it will be of no meaning to you. 
John chapter 10, 15 says, Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. Jesus Christ had a relationship with his Father when he was on earth. The same way God wants us to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He wants us. And how do we develop that relationship? Remember when you were cutting your wife or cutting your husband. Do you cut your husband or you cut your wife? Somebody is cutting one another. Question. When you were cutting, you were trying to know one another. You will study. You will be with things that are not important. You will smile over. You smile over rubbish. And in marriage, those things you, don't, you will not take anymore. Please stop that nonsense. When they were cutting, it was not nonsense. But in mindset, go straight to the point, my dear, my friend, talk. But in courtship, so sisters and brothers in courtship, that's the truth. Intimacy, getting to know God better. You can never reach knowing Him enough. That is the truth of the matter. We'll keep knowing Him from his world, staying in his presence. Fellowshipping with him. Fellowshipping with him. I can't sing, but there are so many talented singers now. Put a song. Let that song sing on the background. Worship God your father. That is it. You don't have to sing. You say, I don't have to sing. Even that your voice is good enough, but sometimes you want to make, take it higher. Put Dosio Eko's song on Nathaniel Basso. Those are spirit-filled servants of God. And many of them play in the background. That will help you to enter in his presence and worship your God. The main thing is for you to worship God. The method is not important. Make sure you're worshiping God. Not worshipping God, your phone will rang. You will check. When we come into his presence, listen to his voice. After worshipping him, Lord, I worship you. Lord, I exalt you. No, you talk. The love of my soul, the lift of my head and everything. Be still in his presence and hear his voice. God speaks and is still speaking and will continue to speak. Intimacy with God. Know him more and more. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. Knowing God should be the most important thing in our lives. Every day, ask God, tell God, I want to know you more. It's not by mouth, by action. Stay in his presence. Read his word. Come to church. Love what he loves. It's what he hates. It's sin. Love the brethren. Love God's people. Part of how we can develop that intimacy. The shepherd is totally committed to the sheep. And as his flock was totally committed to him. Says that, what, what is she saying? There's no food in town. But I just said, it's God. Like that drama they did on Saturday, on Friday. 
I wasn't here, but I watched online. There's no way you can amount to anything in life without Christ. Without God, we are nothing. So, relationship. Number one, the first piece is our personal shepherd. Say, the Lord is my personal shepherd. The Lord is my personal shepherd. The story of Zacchaeus in Luke 19, verse 2 to 5. Bible says, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. Are you always seeking to know who Jesus Christ is? David said, one thing I do is this. You know that place? David said it. I want to read it. One thing I've asked of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Child of God, what are you seeking after? No wonder in that psalm, he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell. That was David's heart, dwelling in his presence, knowing God some more. Says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Relationship with God is important, child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 10 from verse 2 to 3 says, But the gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd, and he goes in through it. The sheep, the sheep know their shepherd's voice. He calls each of them by name and leads them out. As I said, God knows every one of us individually. He knows us by name as we are seated. If God could be intimate, that intimate with us, how much more we? These are the times not to play with salvation. These are not the times to play with salvation. So work out your salvation with fear and trembling. At your place of work, they know you as a Christian. In your neighborhood, can they call you a Christian? That one is even far. In your family, amongst your siblings, can they call you a child of God? You are the most born again, but you are the most wicked. Is that our sister God born again in 1936? But his faith is like a, it's like a faith of a, a five-year-old. Instead of you to bring them together, you are the one to scatter them. There's someone here. You need to go and work on it. You don't have a good church with your siblings. Go and work on it. Charity begins from home. Ask yourself as you are seated. If they call my people at home now, would they say that Pastor Bolan is a Christian? You're a Christian. You still gossip. You backbite. You tell lies. You scope. It's not scoping. All lies. Every, every, every unrighteousness is sin. Hallelujah. Those that know their God shall be what? Shall be strong and they will do exploits. So child of God, know the God that you serve. When you know him, they will not present him to you in a negative form. Like the example that I said, 
When you know him, a prophet will not bamboozle you. Because when you know him, you will know his voice. When he speaks, you will hear. The, the voice of that stranger, you will not listen. Hallelujah. The second P is a providing shepherd. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack. Or be in need. Desires will come. Needs will come. But know that God is a providing shepherd. The shepherd will provide food for the, she for the sheep. The same way Jesus Christ will provide food for his flock. You must not go hungry. You must not go begging. Because you have a good shepherd. A providing shepherd. John chapter 10 verse 9 says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And will go in and out and find pasture. Psalm 34 verse 10 says, The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good things. See, seeking the Lord again, child of God, it is important for you to seek the Lord. God is a providing shepherd. He will provide all, he has provided all that we will need. As is to accept as is to receive. God is a God of principles. There are some things that we pray about that we're not supposed to pray about. Just ask by faith and receive by faith. There are promises of when we serve God in the Bible. Exodus 23, 25. Promises are there. Claim them child of God. Align yourself with the promises of God. God can never be mocked. God is not a liar. What he has promised, he will surely bring to pass. I have realized two things about God. He works with time. And he works with purpose. With time and purpose. In his time, you will not miss it. And he has a time for every one of us. There's an agenda for everyone. He has a plan for us. So child of God, don't be in haste. If not, you will not be innocent. Says God's word. A providing shepherd. Whatever we need as his sheep or his flock, he will surely provide. The good shepherd has committed himself to supply all our needs, whether physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. Says he leads us to provide still waters. Talking about food. Physical food, spiritual food, besides the still waters. The only way you can grow your spirits by spiritual food. The only way you can grow your, your body is by physical food. Hallelujah. The providing shepherd will always provide all that we need. And let me tell you this. Contentment does not come from no, from what you have. Some have everything and they are not still contented. But I am contented because of who I have. 
I have Jesus, the great shepherd, the overseer of my soul, the good shepherd. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Number one, a personal shepherd. Number two, I can't hear us. Friday shepherd. Number three, a pardoning shepherd. When the sheep, when they, when they miss the road, when they misbehave, he will bring them back with his rod and his staff. Same way, when you miss it, he's always there to forgive you. David misses so many times and God forgave because he had a good, he had a good heart. He says, he restores my soul. He pardons. He leads me in paths of righteousness. He takes me back to, to righteousness. When we miss it, the shepherd will bring us back into his house. Bringing us back into his righteousness. Because that is where his joy is. He leads me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake, he brings us back. Not because of what you have done, but because of his name. Because of all that he went, because of all that he went, he went, uh, because of all that he went through on the cross. He will always lead us back into righteousness. When we miss it, when you sin, there's an advocate. Bible says, when we confess our sins, he's faithful to come to what? To forgive and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Meaning that he wants to bring us back to righteousness. Because without righteousness, you'll be like a filthy rag before him. For his name's sake, not for, your, for, not for, your, for yourself. When we come back to him, his name is glorified. When we return to him, he is exalted. There's someone here. The devil has been tormenting you with your past. You have asked for forgiveness. Believe that God has forgiven you and move on. God has forgiven. Once we miss it, once we ask for forgiveness, he's a loving father. God is not hard. And some people call him hard. He's a loving father. He doesn't want anybody to perish. We were somewhere yesterday, and one of the MC said, it is only in Christendom that they beg you. You, fornic you fornicated. Don't fornicate again. Jesus Christ died for you. He loves you. He died for you. But the other religion, they say, you fornicated. In all illustrates. You fornicated this and this. But God is merciful. He doesn't want us to miss it. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. But when I return to him, the bishop of my soul, he will take me back because he's a pardoning shepherd. Hallelujah. When the sheep wanders, the good shepherd will go after that sheep. And what does he do? He will pick him up, put him in his hands, carry it back to the fold or to rest of the sheep. Puts him down and they move on. That's how caring and how loving and how forgiving God is. If someone had told you that that sin that you committed, God cannot forgive you, tell the person no. No. 
Because he knew that in this world I was sin. He gave me the Holy Ghost to convict me. He gave the word of God to guide me. But if you, if you perpetually live in sin, that's where the problem lies. All we know what sin is. A true child of God, when you sin, there will be conviction in your heart that, ah, and what you have done is not right. But if your heart is seared with hot iron, that is destruction. Hallelujah. He restores our soul. He restores my soul. He restores. Restores us back to righteousness. Where we miss it, it brings us back. And how will he do that? In fellowship with him. It restores our souls and sets us back on track. Because he's the good shepherd. God is glorified when we live godly life. Can someone shout hallelujah? God is glorified when we live godly lives. God does not want us to live a life of sin. But sometimes you can miss it. Not always. That's how you have a check in your heart. Example can be found, we will not read it because of time. 2 Samuel chapter 12. 2 Samuel chapter 12. We will not read it for the sake of time. Start about David. Okay, let's go read it. Okay. David said to Nathan 13. You can read when you get to. I have sinned against the Lord. Okay, what did he do? And the, and the Lord sent Nathan to David. He came to him and said to him, There were two men in a city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds. That was when he slept with Bathsheba. But the poor man had nothing but one little oil lamb, which he had brought. But, and he brought it up, and it grew up with him and with his children. He used to eat of his muscle and drink from his cup and lie in his hands, and it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveler to the rich man, and he was unwilling to take one of his own flock or head to prepare for the guests who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamp and prepared it for the man who had come to him. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. Do you know that he was talking about himself? He took the wife of, he took Bathsheba. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Verse 12, starts, says, and David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord has put away your sin. You shall not die. God restores when we wander about. When we sin, he restores us. But the heart is important. That's your heart is important. 
When we disobey God, it brings us back. When we ask for forgiveness, our good shepherd is tender and is loving. Personal shepherd, providing shepherd, pardoning shepherd. The fourth one, protecting shepherd. God will always protect his sheep from dangerous animals, from perils, from storms. He will always protect. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it's a valley. You cannot see shadow, but it's a valley. When you are going through that turbulence, when you are going through that challenge, it says, I will fear no evil. Someone needs to repeat that every time so I can become part of you. I will fear no evil because the Lord is with me. It says, for you are with me. When I walk through the valley of the shadow of that, I will fear no evil. When the medical test comes out negative or positive, I will fear no evil because you are with me. No matter what you are going through in life, I will fear no evil because you are with me. God is with us. He can never leave us. He can never forsake us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The staff is shorter than the rod. The rod protects, but the staff is used for guidance. I've not been a shepherd before, but the little I know about it, the rod and staff. Those are the two things. And that was what David used to fight the liar to. The shepherd's bag. Never forget the rod and the staff of Christ. His rod and his staff, they will surely comfort you. Hallelujah. God, Christ is a protecting shepherd. John chapter 10 from 12 to 13 says, He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. God will never do that. Jesus will never do that. Leave you into the hands of wicked ones. He will never. And the wolf snatches them and scuffers them. He flees because they hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. God, he cares for us. When you're walking at night, he's with, he's with you. In the afternoon, he's with you. Safety is not the absence of danger, but the presence of God. Hallelujah. God is with me. God is with me. Psalm 34, 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Psalm 138, 7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. In that sickness, God is there. In that desire, God knows about it. He's a good shepherd. He provides. He protects. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and, you, and your right hand delivers me. First King chapter 1 verse 29 says, 
And the king saw, saying, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my soul out of every adversity. In the middle of this year, maybe a few, like a few months ago, I had some challenges. Emotional challenge, you know. And when you're emotionally down, sickness will try to creep in. That's not a good time to go for medical tests because all tests will come out positive because something is wrong everywhere. Something is wrong everywhere. And I could count my fingers. One, two, three, maybe issues I was going through. And one morning I was waking up from my sleep and the Bible says many are the afflictions of righteous. I said, look, I said these afflictions are, too, are enough. I don't want enough. I don't want more. I just woke up that and says, many are the afflictions of righteous, but what divided from? I said, I like, 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 I like the last part, but I don't want more afflictions. The one I'm going through now is enough. So the, no, 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 no matter the number of your afflictions, the Lord will deliver you. Because he's a protecting shepherd. That is why, child of God, the word of God must not be far from your heart. Store your heart with the word of God. I was going through emotional things and God still spoke to me. I did not go to any prophets. And I can stand to testify. The Lord delivered me from every one of them. Because his word will always come to pass. Child of God, what are you holding on to? He never said there will always be sunshine. He did not say that. That everything will be rosy. There won't be troubles. Says many are the afflictions. I said, these afflictions are enough, sir. He only promised a life full of singing. After challenges, song he will sing. Hallelujah. Anna sang after she was visited. Good news for you is a week of good news. It's a season of good news. Good news. No matter what you are going through, you will come back to sing a song. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The same God that delivered me from every affliction of a few months ago is your God. He will deliver you. He's the same God. His word is the same. But stay with the word. Unfortunately, as Christians, some of us, when we have issues, we stop praying. To so who shall we go? No alternative. Stay with God. When things are good, stay with him. When things are rough, stay with him. Because he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Hallelujah. There will be valleys. There will be dark valleys and there will be difficult times. But never forget, you will come out of that valley in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Number five is a preparing shepherd. Before we, I'm rounding up now. He's a preparing shepherd. Since you prepare a table before me, preparing our needs in the presence of my enemies. We are not afraid of them. You anoint my head with all. We are always welcome into his presence. 
My cup overflows. Every what the good shepherd does is to make you to have abundance of all things. The Bible says, devil has come to steal, to kill, to destroy. But I have come that I have life in what? In abundance. Your cup must overflow because you have a preparing shepherd. He has gone ahead of you. He announces success before the battle. I'll say it again. He announces success before the battle. You have not seen it, but he has told you that you will win that battle. He has given you directions and instructions to win. The devil is the only enemy we have, but sometimes he walks through personalities. So stop attacking your mother-in-law. Bible says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Whoever the devil is using, that's his business. Mine is victory. I will do what the Bible says. I will submit myself to God. I will resist the devil. And he doesn't have any choice but to flee. I have never prayed that God should, God should smite the enemy, mouth of my enemies. I don't have business with my enemies. I have business with the devil. Once I put the devil in his face, all his agents, they don't have any choice. So instead of you praying for your enemies, for God to kill them, pray for the power of God in your life. Hallelujah. That the song that you can just sang, he said he was asking the Lord for more power. And God told him that all you need is more love. Hallelujah. Sometimes our enemies are so easy. Sometimes self-esteem. Sometimes rejection. Sometimes loneliness. Sometimes discouragement. Sometimes insecurity. Sometimes feeling of being unloved. You're not saying it's the devil. The devil is in trouble. Hallelujah. He's a preparing shepherd. David missed it. And God told him in 1 Chronicles 22, 7, 10, he says, David said to Solomon, my son, I had intended to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God. But the Lord told me, you shed much blood and waged great wars. You won't build a temple for my name because you have seen so much blood on the ground before me. A son has just been born to you. God prepares us things ahead of time. What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, or enter into the hearts of man. What God has prepared for those who love him. Child of God, God has a preparation for your life. And lastly, is the present God. God is everywhere. A present God. Can we run through the qualities of that shepherd? Number one, a personal shepherd. Number two, Providing shepherd, number three, number four, number five, number six. Clap for yourself. Hallelujah. You are good students. A shepherd does not go anywhere without a sheep. Jesus Christ will never leave you nor forsake you because he doesn't want harm to befall you. He's always on our side. He's always watching over us. He's always trusting on us. Verse 6 says, Surely, certainly, for sure, 
without no doubt, definitely, Psalm 36, come what may, unshaken, goodness and mercy shall follow you. God is a good God. He's a merciful God saying, God will follow you. Surely, God will follow you. That's what that, that verse says. He's the good God. Bible says God is good. He does good things. So goodness. God is the author of goodness saying, I will be with you. It's more full of mercy. I will, leave, I will not leave you. It says, surely, God, God will never, what? Will always follow you. And David said, when God follows me, what will be my response? It says, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Meaning, I will never leave his presence. God is with us. He does not want to lose your fellowship. A present God. Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6 says, Keep your life from love of money. Be content with what you have. For he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can both confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man can do to me. Can you please rise up this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Have you gained something this morning? Talk to him about it. He has given us his promises as a shepherd. Which one do you need? Because you must not lack because God is your shepherd. Is it in the area of provision? So talk to God. Hallelujah. Talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. Hallelujah. Talk to God about it. Your desires and expectations. There's, a, there's an area that God has not, you feel God has not shown up. He has not shown up. So talk to God about it. He will always lead us. He will always provide. He will always pardon. He will always protect us. He's with us. He's our personal shepherd. Our protecting shepherd. Our preparing shepherd. Our providing shepherd. Talk to him. God is here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you talking to God about it? Is there a need in your life? Or you want to start by knowing Him? There's no relationship. Start from now. Tell Him to know you. You want to know Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Talk to God. Talk to God about it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are dwelling place you always feel my heart do we know the song with songs of deliverance Trust in you. 
shepherd laid his life for the sheep. He laid his life for you. And all you desire, the Lord has granted. Your needs are met. The desire 
desires are granted. The ones you have in your heart, God has brought them to pass. Good news, sisters. Good news for our men. Good news for our sons. Good news for our brothers. Good news for our daughters. Good news as a church. Good news, the Lord is saying. Because God is able to do all things. Rejoice and give Him praise. Hallelujah.